Hello everyone, this is Sonata Allison, and you're listening to episode 45 of the Prelo Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. see i'm talking to mel from if you know you know dating pretty excited about this conversation and what she's got going on across america um do want to do a quick disclaimer i'm so annoyed but the system i'm using to record my interviews is continuing to give me issues so at some point you will hear me sound like a chipmunk (laughs) as some of the past episodes have sounded but majority of the um audio is pretty decent so um yeah just really grateful to have this conversation and I think it's really cool that there are opportunities like this for Christians to date in safe spaces um and you know we don't have to just kind of try our luck on dating apps and just like randomly meeting a man on the street because y'all all know how that goes so um let's get right into it <laughs> all right <laughs> Hello, Mel. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Okay. So I actually actually just know you as Mel. What is your actual name? It's Melissa. Okay, cool. Cool. Melissa. All right. So right. as you guys can see, we are talking about if you know, you know, dating. This is Melissa with us today. And to start off, Melissa, I always ask people this question when they come on the podcast. So this question right. is, if you were only to kind of acknowledge or, or sum up one characteristic of Christ, one character of Christ or the Trinity in your life, what characteristic would you use to sum it up? Like, how has he been evident? In what way? Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, this is all the way. Um, because there's just so many one that is the most recent would that be okay all right and I would say provider God has just shown me his heart for I guess it's like a combo provider father of man he's my dad and he is a good dad and he cares about me he cares about me being provided for that I have enough to eat I have enough you know, that I'm not going to be desolate, you know, he just, he cares. And that's really been something as of late, the last few years, maybe as I've started in my own business and been a little bit more paycheck to paycheck at times. So he's a good father and he's our provider. Yes. Love that. I actually, I think that's actually the first time someone said that. So good stuff. I love that. Alrighty. <laughs> so, is there anything you want the people to know about you before we start? Like, ooh, sure. Um, I think one fun fact is that I was raised by a stay-at-home dad and mom too. Yeah. <laughs> she worked and my dad stayed home. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Fun. That is <laughs> different. Yeah, not a lot of people can say that. So definitely, uh, I would say, a kind of funny story. So I just remember when my dad first started staying home, we would have crockpot chicken every single night. (laughs) He would just stop stuff. They're like, why fix it if it's not broken? You know, crockpot chicken, it's easy. The kids, maybe, and I just remember one day, I'm like, no more crockpot chicken. (laughs) Please, dad, let's have some 
variety. But the funny thing now is I literally eat the same thing every day. So I'm like, you know, it worked out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's hilarious. Wow, that is a cool fun fact. I'm going to ask that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All righty. So <laughs> let's get right into the totally just tell people what even is if you know, you know, dating because I mean, obviously it's about dating, but just kind of let the people know. You bet. All right. Well, we exist to bridge the gap between the dating culture and the church. So we actually host large scale mixers from um, on the, the larger scales, 150 to smaller scales, maybe 60 to 75. And we basically don't just want to connect Christians to one another, but we also want to create a space where people can become more um, more healthy, more um, bold, more, um, have more integrity. And so, yeah, basically they're singles mixers, but we have some specific parameters, um, of behavior and encouragements that we do that differentiate us from just bringing bodies together, which dating yeah. with a purpose. Yes. Love that. That's good stuff. Yeah. And when I saw you guys on TikTok, I was like, I need to speak to this girl. <laughs> I need to speak to these women because this is amazing. And I also need to attend. Okay. So that's why we're here. Freaking love the idea. You already know that. Like I already told her, I can see her to like right now on Good Morning America, just telling the people about this awesome idea that she's created. And you know, come on. Happens. Maybe I'll be in the background, you know, just like waving like, I knew it. I knew she'd be here. Um, I'll yeah. turn around. You'll be one of those people behind, like in this the glass. Exactly. Like, it's my girl. Like, just come inside. I know you. Um, but yeah. So yeah, she can come in. She's cool. <laughs> what basically inspired like the creation <laughs> of if you know you know dating? Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day, and I kind of had forgotten that God actually gave me a vision for this probably around 2018. And I never considered a vision until now. Sorry. Mm. I, okay, so I used to, so I was, I, I moved to California, got laid off of a job, had to find a gig, you know, something to, for the interim. And I found this thing on Craigslist, uh, speed date hosting. And I was like, that sounds fun, whatever. And it was for a secular company. And I did it and I realized this is really kind of easy to just, you know, place everybody, have them rotate, whatever. And I kind of had this vision of, um, of this, this huge meeting place in San Diego that a lot of people know about in Liberty Station. And I just had this vision of just people filled the room and just mixing, mingling, and basically people from all different churches in local San Diego, that's where I'm from, or live, um, all meeting each other because, you know, like there's the young adults group here, young adults group here. And you're like, I don't want to leave my church to go meet somebody else. But I also know right. single at my church. So anyway, that's our long story. Fast forward to 2021, January, I'm at a vision board making party. And uh, there's this girl, Stacia, who says, I've always wanted to speed date. That'd be cool to do this year. And I said, oh my gosh, that's my vision. That's, you know, I've wanted to do this for so long that I needed to find the right partner to do it with. And so I told her and she said, let's do it. And so this was January. So we said, let's do it for Valentine's Day. And it was also perfect. So it was just coming out of COVID because 2021. And so people were just craving those connections. 
And so we ended up getting 90 people signed up for our first speed dating. Uh, had a lot 90 of... 90 people? Um, That's so cool. It was amazing. Three rounds. But... Um, I, it was a lot of hard work, a lot of Instagram stalking, lots of uh, cold messaging, mostly dudes, because it was hard to get them to sign up. But, um, you know, God wanted it to happen. And so people, yeah, anyway, that's how it started. Yeah, I think people need to hear all that. Like, awesome. I think that's really cool. Like, you had a vision and then, like, the Lord, like, as we know, like, the Lord literally just works in mysterious ways, literally, because... I feel like every Christian has like yeah. so many stories like it just doesn't make sense and then everything just came together and you just like oh, for how it came together so absolutely so cool. and I was even so, thinking about this the other day of oh I had to get laid off from that job to even go to on Craigslist and look for a job you know mm -hmm. like just being like wow thank you God that I got laid off so. yeah I think like to the <sighs> world like, why would you say that why would you say thank you God getting laid off but like just knowing the Lord, like exactly but like the way we see things are so different and literally like you need to get laid off to create these opportunities for people and i love the point you made like i yeah. love my own church go to another church or go to a group just to find men you know like love my own yeah. church and that just feels inauthentic it feels wrong somehow i mean i don't think it's but it's like oh it feels icky somehow right and you're like what church you go to? I'm, I don't go to your church. And I'm not going to go to your church. You're great. You know, like, what does that sound like? I know, right? Like, although so, I support anyone yeah, who does that, really I point. don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. But it, it just yeah. can be awkward. I, that's actually our goal is to have them once every four months because we think four months mm -hmm. is like a good amount of time that, you know, because you, you don't want to get fatigued by, I mean, because it's, I mean, it takes a lot of energy. I mean, lots of people, it's super fun, but. You know, I just think that in four months, it's a good time to regroup, do it again. Um, so that's our goal. So three times a year. Yeah, that's really cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so you spoke to me about the ghosting policy that you guys have. So I want you guys to really talk a little more about that. Okay, one of our favorites. So we have, it's, it's officially called the 48-hour policy. And we let people know about this before they even sign up. So... This is something that we came up with that will call Christians, especially Christian women, to a higher standard because at our events, we have, we encourage men to be bold and women as well. So the men, they get, they get about five to ten cards, like little index cards, and they write their name, number, social media handle or email, way to get in contact. And we say throughout the night, go ahead and give these, these out to women that you would be interested in continuing the conversation. Because another thing is we say, keep it low stakes. You're meeting people for the first time. And so a part of kind of our culture is pushing back a little bit on the hyper-intentionality of dating that is pushed, in our opinion, too much in the Christian culture. Now, I'm not saying don't date somebody that you, know, you can never see yourself with. But I'm also saying that you don't know these people. It's your first time meeting. And so if you want to, in our opinion, if you want to go on a first date, which is more like just a first meeting with somebody and go on a first date or first meeting with somebody else in the same week, you're okay with that as long as there's enough communication um, because a relationship with them. Anyway, so we're saying give out your cards to women and on the men's side, 
you know, because of the fall, they're a little bit more bent towards passivity. And so that's something that we want to call out and call them up. Be bold. You see a cute girl or somebody that you had a conversation with that you felt your number give them your credit your credit card give them your credit card give them your card <laughs> maybe not give that. your money um, give them your money what do you have to lose trust god <laughs> no don't do that no unless god tells you to then what am, who am i to say don't but give them your card and then on the women's side we're also saying we want to we want to create safety on both sides so for the men, you know, there's fears of rejection. Absolutely. So we say on the women's side, you need to respond to this guy within 48 hours that he gives you your card or don't receive the card. You know, you can't say no politely. And in our culture, we're and I get it. I, I a lot of times really struggle with saying like, actually, I'd really rather not or like, I'm not really interested. And I think that's okay. But as long as you respond to this person and you let them know like, hey, thank you so much for, I'm so flattered. Thank you so much for your boldness. I'm not interested, but I would, you know, love to say friends. Now, unless this guy's creepy or you're afraid he's going to get harassed you or whatever, then by all means we say, tell us. So we make sure he doesn't come to another event. But we need it. I think there's a real lack of integrity in our dating, or there is in our dating culture, and it's trickled into the church. And that I think maybe not enough Christians have had this presented to them as this idea of, you know, you have, like, God also calls us to have integrity and be godly in our dating life. And that's not just, you know, in our actions, but in our words and how we communicate with one another. Because integrity means to be integrated inside matches the outside and God calls us to have integrity he cares about our integrity and he doesn't want us to be double-minded he talks about that a ton and uh, he says let our yes be yes and our no be no and so if a guy comes up to you or a girl too this goes for men as well and um you know it gives you their number asks you for your number or whatever and you say yes you are you are giving you are in your actions you are you are telling them, I am interested. And so I'm not saying you're locked into that, but you need to either correct that by reaching out and say, hey, it's actually not a match or whatever, or follow through with that, you know, but you can't just leave people hanging because that just gives Satan such a foothold playground just to work with people's minds. Every insecurity that they feel is being reminded, you know, when, when you don't get that text back or when you're just like, that's so weird. I thought, and then they start, they start questioning, they start gaslighting themselves, you know, and questioning themselves. And they're like, I thought she was into me. Or I thought he was into me. Like we had such a good conversation. What happened? Like, I'm so confused. And literally that can all just be solved by a simple text, simple email, simple DM just being like, Hey, we had a really good conversation. I thought about this more and I'm just not that interested. Or I would like just like to be friends. Um, and so that's something huge. And that's something that I've actually done in my life a ton with guys that I've figured out a way to do it. And so I want to also give hope to people that you can be friends after having maybe a little bit of an awkward interaction or whatever. So sorry, going back to the 48 hour rule, you have 48 hours to respond to this guy. If you receive this card and for whatever reason you've changed your mind um, or just respond something in 48 hours and we give girls scripts even, we email them out after our events saying, you know, fill in the blanks, you know, because I don't think people want to ghost always, but they just don't know what to say. And so we're like, literally, here's some scripts you can use to send out some articles that talk really, let's explain it. Um, and we also say to the guys, you know, if you changed your mind, even, you know, after you gave her your card, I get it. Feelings are, you're in this like environment where feelings are kind of um, 
you know, they're just heightened. And so you realize, like, oh, like, actually, uh, not love as is blind. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and it's just, yeah, exactly. It's just one of those things where sometimes you change your mind and that's okay. You know, we're not saying you, you're locked in forever by any means, but we're saying let's learn how to communicate so that what we're feeling inside is being communicated on the outside because, you know, also God calls us to honor one another. And so dating is already so hard. It brings up so many insecurities. I know it's true for me at least. And so um, it just, if we can just learn how to, as Christian, like the amount of, <laughs> I have been ghosted by a youth pastor. Like that just goes to show that like, like a while ago that like, there's a real problem in, in dating because I don't know why, but sometimes I guess people don't think it transfers like, like, oh, it was. And then also I think people think, oh, it's just one date. Who cares? It's like, that might be way more serious to somebody else, you know? And so anyway, just trying to give people tools of how to communicate with honor and, um, in a way that like is going to maybe even like heal people versus further wound them or like pick up their wound. Why wouldn't we want to do that? As yeah, Christians? that's like, good. I don't know. I don't get it. But so anyway, if you don't do our 48 hour rule, women, you won't be able to come back to our next event ever again. So um, we give you all the tools. I know. Yeah. Little, little bombish shot right there. You can't come back. <laughs> but here's the thing. We give you all the tools. We tell you about this rule before you sign up. And, you know, if you like, that's what I mean by we almost force people to grow and that this isn't just, you know, just a like bodies meeting, but it's like, you want to participate in this really cool event that took a ton of work, but you're going to have to do some work too. Mm, yeah. You, you said so many good things. So many good things. I know. It's kind of went on and on. <laughs> no, but, I, but honestly, no, I think you just to speak to like a, a few different things. Like I definitely understand that there are a lot of men who look great in church and are doing things. Maybe, maybe a youth pastor may um, just be give his time to the church. And then it comes to dating, they're ghosting or they're uh, playing and helping my games with me. So the women do it too. I definitely understand I'm, I'm not that aspect the of it. Under the bus here, but yeah. And, and I definitely need to talk um, to more men who experience that because you don't hear that perspective a lot either. Mm. So. Right. I feel like because a lot of times men, kind of just our culture, kind of the suffer in silence culture of don't whine, don't be a baby, which like all those are valid up to a point. Um, and so maybe it's in a sense that they're not like smearing these girls' names and stuff. But then when I really talk to guys, like I hear, I hear their stories and they're like, no, it's definitely happened to me so much. You know, I just kind of get over it. But um, but I think just creating a new culture of like, what does it look like to communicate with honor in God's way? And then, um, yeah. the other thing that I like to share at the events is I'm actually friends with so many of my hinge dates that just, can you think about you're just meeting people? Like how many people at church that maybe you saw them, thought they were cute, got to know them. You're like, we're definitely just friends, you know, but you go on a hinge date because you can't get to know them at church. So they don't go to your church and you're like, okay, yeah, we're definitely mm -hmm. friends. But 
there's no need to have this like, but I can never talk to you again as if we were in this relationship because we weren't. And so mm-hmm. I've learned through great podcasts that I've learned listened to, hey, you know what? You can actually stay friends with these people. And if you go into it low stakes and being like, this is a meeting. This isn't even really a date. It's a meeting. And um, and then leave with good communication. It's so funny. Like I, five guys probably have come to our mixers who we've been hinge dates and and like <laughs> um, and uh, it just it's been great. And we like have this fun com- like almost fun relationship now where we're like, oh yeah, remember when we went on our date? Like that was you know like there's always time in between that date when we say let's be friends and then we probably don't talk for months and months. But then, you know, we start connecting maybe again over Instagram or whatever, liking each other's posts, nothing like serious or like super in depth. But I like to give people hope in that, you know what, like there's a different way that we can date, um, especially in these very big, be- when I say date, I mean the beginning stages, not a relationship, not three months down the road. This is the first month, you know, where it's just not serious. And we have to make it not serious because you don't know them well enough to get serious with them. And that's why I think a lot of people get their heart broken. Um, not to say that pain is our enemy, because it's not, but people do get too serious because of the advice that's been given by the church. Right. Um, and so anyway, just like to tell people, keep it low stakes. Let's just be friends with people afterwards um, because they could introduce you to your person or you could introduce them to their, your person. You don't want to make these cutoffs. There's no need. Yeah, and I think that's a really mature way to approach dating, and you rarely see that. Rarely. I just love that yeah. you're creating such a healthy and safe space for Christians. Like you were saying yeah. earlier, like there are creepy people in the world, but he can't really be his full creeper in this in- environment because you created such a healthy environment, you know? Like he's not going to like chase yeah. you to your car or whatever. He. Yeah, I mean, no, you he can't, can't. He can't. Eventually, but I mean, he can't. <laughs> he could, in the immediate <laughs> environment. Um, but yeah. But yeah. But to speak to that and also like the yes, your yes, and your no. So, you know, that response, that's for women. It says after that, says, so that you're not double minded. I think it says that actually. It says something like, so that you don't double minded. So I just thought that second part of that verse is just such a cool part as well. Like, wow. Yeah. Anyway ties it right in ties it right in that that um also is in line with what you're saying about integrity i did want to ask you about your dating experience because i think that you've been on some hinge dates but just a little more about it would love to love speaking on this so i didn't really go on dates until i was probably about like 26 because i went to a huge party school university of arizona um and it, I, I don't know, just ne- never really worked out with anybody that I'd want to date. Um, and then did a lot of traveling, you know, had some flings here and there. But then my cut, I, I uh, moved back to the States when I was about 26 uh, after doing traveling. And my cousins, they met on OkCupid and they got married. They were like 26. They're cute. They're fun people. And I was like, wow, that's like a thing. Like I thought dating apps were like weirdos, you know, and, um, you know, kind of like the stigma. And so I was like, well, I'm new to, you know, back in the States. I'd love to get hitched. So let's start some dating apps. So I went on Christian Mingle, of course, because I'm like, let's just try them all, whatever. See what sticks. It's a numbers game. And that's where I actually met the youth pastor that ended up ghosting me. Um, so that was Perfect. heartbreaking for me. I'm not going to lie. You know, like I was, because I didn't know how to date. I had such high stakes. I'm like, this is my husband. This, uh, I could not have left out any of He's so cute. 
Christian, either youth pastor will never hurt me ever. You can trust those youth pastors. Um, and <laughs> yeah, so that was like my first like adult date, I would say. Um, and yeah, met up with them a few times and then never heard from them again. It was very sad, heartbroken. But then I was like, okay, this online dating game, it's a little different. Like, it, it, it's not like, it, you have to just have lower stakes. I listened to some good podcasts and then I was like, okay. It's a numbers game. I'm just going to go on dates and just try to like learn how to focus on connection with these people um, versus like an outcome, you know, because at the same time, I think that totally ties into Matthew 6, uh, 6.33, I think that is, seek first the kingdom um, and all else will follow. Seek first his righteousness, you know, of, you know, our goal should never be any like outcome, like as our tip top goal. It's like, how do I be godly in this? And so I think focusing on people mm-hmm. as a person versus what can you do for me? Can you be my husband? Can you be my person? Because if you don't, bye, next, next one. You know, like that's just, in my opinion, not the godliest way to look at it. It's more of like, I've agreed to meet with this person for the next few hours. How can I honor them? How can I love them? How can I see them? How can I listen to them? And then, you know, even from the get-go, if you're like, I already know I'm on track to this person, why don't I honor them and be like, I bet I can learn something from them, or maybe I can even create a friendship with them. So I knew that I I would I would have really high stakes with guys at first. And I was like, I need to learn how to like chill, you know? And so I was like, how do you do that? You practice. And when I say practice dating, I don't mean go on dates with people that you would never be with that aren't Christian, whatever, but people that you're like, okay, he's cute. Could have some potential, you know, um, or, or there's at least a little bit of tra- enough attraction to, to meet up with him. You know? And then just be present for the few hours and don't think about the, the future. So start going on these dates, lots and lots of dates. And, um, and so I've, um, been on lots of hinge dates. I had a boyfriend for like five months when I was 27, didn't work out, um, which was the biggest blessing in the world. So it, it led me to, just, it literally created who I, the pain and stuff like created who I am today. Um, and so just been do, doing lots of hinge dates, had a few like flings with people. Um, but I just feel like God now looking back, it's like, makes sense why I haven't like found my person yet. Just because even with this business, like I don't know. It's just like, wow, I probably wouldn't start this business if I was married. You know, like I, I just wouldn't have a heart for it. Right. I'm like, why would like luck <laughs> singles? I found my person now. Like it's a wild world out there, you know, um, which I feel like sometimes is how I feel. At least sometimes with married people, they're kind of like, well, I'm just glad I'm not there. And you're like, I'm still here, though. Like. <laughs> So, um, oh, man, anyway, Married people be given the worst <laughs> advice sometimes I've ranted about Instagram, like they just, they completely, once somebody goes on, it's like, they completely forget the experience. And a lot of times, I mean, the, the thing is though, for in their, um, in their defense or whatever, um, in like a way that they're trying to be ignorant, but just they know because the dating world literally changes each year that new dating like techniques come out like from when I think 2015 was when tinder was started I was doing some research on this of like when did the dating culture change and it was 2015 because tinder literally changed the landscape of how dating would would move forward and then you know the Christian dating apps all the whatever dating apps came out before like tinder like normalized online dating versus like there was Christian mingle match or whatever people like that's weird but now it's cool and so you know, if you started dating somebody before 2015 or, you know, got married before that time, it's like, you really don't, even like 
even before 20 and then with the pandemic, I mean, that just heightened dating apps even more. And people like now it's normalized, I would say, across the board, like especially for somebody 25 and older, like it's not weird. It's just what did you look like? like? You have a hinge probably or a bumble or whatever. Um, so people who did not date in that era or were it's like, I'm so sorry, but you just don't understand. And like there's conventional wisdom, but there's also things that it's like, you know, yeah, it's just like, don't tell me that when I, I don't know, it, it can, you know, push on People love for saying sure. like, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> when you did, that's when it'll come. I've been least expecting it in my whole life. Okay. That's all <laughs> I've been least expecting. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And it's like, it's I'm sorry, where does it say that in the God and like in the Bible necessarily? It says he finds a wife, finds a good thing. That sounds like intentional to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Or like, mm. didn't rape like go to Boaz? Hmm. What are we that we're saying, right? I think I got that story mixed up. What are we, clearly? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so um, as you're saying, like, kind of just being in defense of others and just giving grace to people. And like you're saying, you know, you've heard stories from men, and I haven't. I haven't really heard any stories from men. Like, here and there. Um, I just wanted to also yeah. extend some grace as well, you know, like some people really have a hard time communicating and it just is what is it is. It just is what it is. Um, so I don't know. I just want to leave space for people. Like if you struggle with that, we are not bashing you mm -hmm. as like humans, but it is a trait that is not healthy and needs to be improved. And that's why I think um, if you know, you know, dating yeah. is, is so good because it helps, you know, build healthy communication skills. Yeah. And to that point, we also, um, I'm hugely passionate about, um, uh, therapy. I know you're a marriage family therapist. Um, and that's something that I feel called to at some point in the future. And so I, you know, I'm such a advocate for therapy and advocate for, or a coach or somebody who's going to help you kind of dig into your past and be like, okay, why is this so hard for me to communicate? Why is this so scary? Why would I rather die than reach out to this person? Cause I have so many friends who like really struggle with communication and, um, I'm like, what's the, why, why do you care? And they're like, I don't know my body. Just like, I like literally feel like I'm going to throw up. Like it's so hard for me. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like that's a trauma response. There's seriously, there's something that you know, like, I don't want to just be like, do better because like you, like you can't just will yourself to like not feel something in your body, you know, because like trauma yeah. is stored in our body. And I, mean, I don't need to tell you that, but you know, just for the listeners of like, I understand, like, like I can empathize. And, um, and so what we are going to implement in the near future is we're going to have, you know, life coaches, dating coaches, therapists, or probably more like dating coaches. Um, we're going to try to more or less part partner with them so that we can do something like um, at sign up, do some type of um, upsell ticket so that they can like get involved with a life coach. Um, so we can just funnel them straight to them or, or a dating coach because, you know, as you and I know, so much of, you know, the therapy stuff that happened in your past, that goes hand in hand with how successful you're going to be in dating for the most part, if you're going to, you know, how successful you're going to be able to do it healthily, um, if that's our marker of success. And so I just want to really provide people with good resources because I know when I was starting my healing journey a few years ago, three or four years ago, I was like, I know I probably need to dig into some stuff, 
I don't even know where to start. I don't know who to ask. Like, so I just won't and I'll keep going, you know, and so oh, you can be like, hey, here for an extra this much amount, you can hop on a Zoom call with a certified life coach, therapist, dating coach who, you know, they can answer your questions. They can help you. And then after the event, you're finding it's really difficult to communicate with somebody. Reach out to them. They would love to help you. Um, and so just, yeah, connecting people with good resources um, is so important to us. And then, you know, good books, too. That's something that I'm really um, passionate about. And so just trying to give people good resources to get healthy because at the mm -hmm. end of it, that's like, well, we're very kingdom minded. We want to advance the kingdom of God and where we, and where I'm really passionate about is in the areas of like trauma and healing. And we are going, if we don't, if we don't heal our pain, we're going to, it says if we don't transform our pain. We're going to transmit it to others. And it's going to be transmitted to the people we're closest to, which is going to be our spouses and our kids someday. And like, People have like that's divorces happen because people cannot communicate people, you know, the differences, the toxic behaviors, the abuse. So we need to like figure this out before we're married, before we pass it on to our children. I'm so passionate about healing generational traumas because mm. like, you know, your parents yelled at you. So now all you know how to do or your knee jerk reaction is to yell when you're angry because you've never seen what it looks like to healthily process your emotions. So now you yell at your kids, you know what they're going to do? They're going to yell at their kids too. And, or like, you know, alcoholism, everything like that. It's generational because that's, what's been modeled for you. So I think if we can get into therapy, if we can like really seek God and we have to bring community into it because God did not, God is a trying God, right? Father, son, Holy spirit. He even works in community. Why do we think we can do this on our own? We can't. And so we need to reach out to others and we need to get help and we need and the thing is we've all had trauma we've all been like because we're sinful people right our parents are not perfect even if they're the best parents in the world we've experienced trauma from them or from you know kids at school whatever coaches um and so we really need to like look into that and be like what kind of baggage might I be carrying into my family to be passing on to your kids? Because for me, like, that's why I do. I mean, one of the reasons, like, I love my future kids way too much to not dig into this and be like, how can I pass the best things along to them? And so it all starts right now when we're dating, when we're meeting people, like, let's get healthy so we can have healthy yeah. families, healthy societies, healthy world, and advance the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Boom. <laughs> Had it right there. Boom, baby. So go to, if you don't know, dating. Right, right, right. Yeah. That'll change your whole life. <laughs> and it'll change your life. Right. We can't actually yeah, guarantee that for legal purposes, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we, like, we should get legally covered just in case somebody doesn't find love. Like, I could see them, like, maybe doing a lawsuit. Or... <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like, you know how on the, like, the, like, cheese at boxes, they say, like, not, not as actual, not actual size as depicted, you know? Like, yeah. This is I, not literally yeah. what. Like, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's the hope, yeah. you know? We're just trying to show you what it yeah. looks like. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but one thing that I was kind of thinking about, too, is, like, personally, like, I've been in situations, too, where I've allowed um, to just be lazy in communication assume that's how they are, which is sad mm -hmm. on both parts because, first of all, I'm expecting men to not know how to communicate, which is sad to have those low standards for men. Right. But also, I'm allowing low standards in my own life and, like, my own dating experience, so... Um, I just want to it's like kind of an apology to men like but also to girls to like remind us like we don't have to settle for that and there are men out there and there are women out there um who do know how to communicate and you can that you don't have to just settle for the man who texts you once or twice a day and sometimes mm. that's for you so so good and I oh man I have such a 
I have a spiel about everything, I think, but I would love to just touch on that a little bit of that, you know, I think that's the reason I love men. I'm going to say that right now. Men, I think you're awesome. I think you guys are so capable of so many amazing things. I don't think you're lazy. I don't think that you are insensitive. I don't think that you don't care. I I just want to say, like, men are so amazing. Women are amazing, too, but men are awesome. And they just they have so much capability. And our American culture, look at sitcoms, look at TV, literally depicts men as, like, the dumbest people, like, and, like, they can do things that maybe seem dumb to us, but the more we say you're dumb, the more we speak identity over somebody, the more they become that because that's the way our minds work, you know, if, unless they're being very intentional to read their Bible, like, have their I am statements, you know, maybe people in their life. But it's, like, as women, what we say about men, like, we have so much power as a woman um, to speak life or death. Like, Eve brought life of this world right so we can speak life into the men around us like and I really want to like encourage all the women listening like you you can speak life into your guy friends your brothers your dads you know by by more or less being like I believe in you actually like this might not be what you're you're showing right now but I think you're good I think you have what it takes and I think you can be a good man because um and then when we start expecting that from guys and not putting them down when they don't do it but having boundaries and being like, hey, like, I love that you're, you know, I love that you're playful and I love that you, you know, are easygoing. I just want to say it makes me feel disrespected when you don't text me or disrespected when you don't show up on time. And then just leave it at that, you know, communicate your feelings with people, but men, but like have this expectation that like, they're actually very capable. And I think I've been really blessed in my life to experience. I mean, my dad was like his word like worked really hard you know just had like in, insane integrity and so I know I've been blessed with an example of that and I also have some just knockout guy friends that, are, that I'm just like wow like that that's in, like I never thought that it'd be like that and so I know what men are capable of and um and so I just you know I think as women get around those guys, like look for those guys in your church, look for people that you do admire and try to get around those. And don't, don't hang out with people that you're like, I don't really like their character. I don't really like, cause then your mind is going to start telling you, this is what everybody's like. And then it's like not even helpful for the kingdom because then you're not calling people higher. So, um, right. anyway, I could go on forever about that, but, um, but I think it's, it's having an abundance mentality of like, there are good guys out there. Um, and I deserve a good guy and I'm not going to like entertain any, but even friends that like don't have good integrity or don't, you know, make sure I have good integrity too. But, um, that's just been super helpful for me and, and being like, wait, there's still guys that suck up. I mean, I know there's guys that suck, but because I only found myself with good people, you know, it just, it changes your mind. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's just really important because yeah, I mean, I think in in the feminist world now that we're in, you know, uh mm-hmm. it's a lot of men are being put down. And I think yes. we, we have a space definitely in Christianity to just remind men that you are capable like you keep saying like they're capable of all good things that any woman can do. So, yes, so important. That feels so I don't icky to say like guys can do anything girls can do. I don't know. I feel like that's like such a no no in our society, you know. And well, now because before it used to be, yeah, before it used to, be, it's like I can do anything. He can do, but you know, you know, that's something. Yeah, yeah, like, I do. Now it's men have to men have to be right. Like you can also do it though, because 
I feel like this whole feminist <laughs> thing know. has like been like, um, like women are trying to be above men when we can just you know coexist. You know, <laughs> like we can be good at yeah. women can be good at what they're good at, and women can be good at what they're good at. Um, so yeah, yeah. just definitely want to take time God to gives us, yeah. acknowledge that. Yeah, men are just yeah. capable. Amen. So. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. So if, you know, people only hear one thing out of this whole conversation, what advice would you give to, I guess, women who are dating, but then also men who are dating? Hmm. I would say the number one thing is seek first the kingdom, seek first God, mm. you know, and, um, and the Holy Spirit. It's so important to have just that intimacy with God and that intimacy with the Holy Spirit my life started changing so much when I started really inviting the Holy Spirit in because the thing with dating especially is we would love to have a rule book, right? Like that's what oh, yeah. a lot of the, you know, the evangelical church has kind of been criticized of is there's this rule book, one size fits all. This is how you have to date. This is the only way to date and otherwise you're not really doing it godly. Um, but the Holy, but Holy Spirit, he knows, they, he knows like your unique traumas, your dating experience, your story. And so for you, like boundaries, for example, for some people, holding hands maybe should be off the table. I don't know what your story is. Other people, they could totally kiss before they get married. You know, like it's really so, I mean, there's not really a lot that says, it doesn't say a lot about dating in the Bible. It actually doesn't really say anything. So that's where we like, there's so yeah. many gray areas that there's so many things that aren't necessarily inherently sin because it doesn't address it, you know, sleeping in the same bed. Like, wisdom would say don't do it but then the whole like i don't know i'm not saying to do that but i probably shouldn't have brought up that example but that was just kind of one of those things where it's like and i feel like i'm like commenting she thinks it's okay and i'll be like no i didn't necessarily say that but i'm just saying like there's just kidding guys she didn't want it right just kidding yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, i'm obviously the same bed. but it's like things that the bible actually doesn't explicitly say you know and so it's like right. you really need to seek god you need to seek wisdom you need to seek scripture on those things and be like okay where are my temptations where what do i need to do and then um yeah so just seeking god on those things and really getting like honest with god and being like oh god like what do you really want for me like this is what i want and um because you will never go wrong seeking god like ever, yeah. you're really never gonna leave you astray so seek first the kingdom always yes. and this is why i promote if you know you know dating because that's the most important thing on this podcast we seek christ and we live for christ that's literally what it is so there's like you just said there's no way to go wrong. all those things need to be centered on christ so yeah different so yes amen for coming on the pod and you bet can't wait to see you when you come to florida because that'll be cool so i yeah, know i'm so excited there's one more thing i wanted to say um that i didn't mention is that we are our goal is to be in every major city by 2024 having these events um like once every four months yeah and so um yeah, so that's, I just want to make sure the listeners know that uh, this is not just a San Diego event. This is going to be nationwide. And that if you want us to come to your city, the most important thing you can do is go to our bio, because we don't have a website yet, but we're going to. Um, it's in the works. But fill out our intake form, because we look at the intake form, we go, oh, there were 100 people from Florida who want us to go. Okay, that probably would be a successful event because we're breaking the new markets right now. And so they're not going to be super successful the first time. We understand that, but we're also being smart to go to the places that 
have the most draw. So fill out that intake form for us because that will show us that you are interested and tell your friends too as well. So that's my biggest practical takeaway. <laughs> Go fill out our so intake So where form. can the people find you? So on Instagram, we're I-Y-K-Y-K, if you know, you know, dot dating. And that's on all our socials as well. It's on TikTok uh, and Instagram. And then email, it's iykykdating at gmail.com. So no dot for that. Um, reach out, say hi, uh, love to connect. And yeah, let us know if you want us to come. Good stuff. All right, guys. So you can follow us on Instagram, the Parallel Pop. Also, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, because I have a new, new people from TikTok, um, go ahead and review on Apple. That means may, way more than having followers on Instagram. So do that. Um, all right, guys. Well, uh, remember to kiss the sun and speak the truth in love. And I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.